And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it is a great day here in Longmont, Colorado. We have got one of my favorite guests on the show today, and you are going to swallow your cigars. It is going to be so fun. But before we get there, we got some talking to do. Oh, dear. Aren't you happy? Am I going to the woodshed? No, you're not going to the woodshed. Oh, all right. Good. How about the naked <laughs> the naked truth? That was... Uh, have you heard those... about it, Simon? <laughs> no, what is it? I'm in the bathtub today. And all of a sudden, I thought, geez, I ought to do a reel and call it the Naked Truth. The, what did I call it? The Naked Truth with Tom. The Naked Truth with Tom. And I just did a reel from the tub and just pontificated about some stupidity that I am. But people went crazy on it. And I think I'm going to make that a thing. So that got launched today, which was very, very exciting. And um, then you have gotten into a strategic alliance, actually, accumulated acquired by <laughs> now far, far more than a strategic alliance yeah yeah and you are like smart you look smarter to me right now i have been hanging around smart people finally i simon's one of them i'm getting to you know you it's you are a, the uh, a product of the people you hang around so i just want to hang around with <laughs> these high level people like simon and uh, the people at now People love, I, I told Barb Pitcock you were on. She was out of her mind. She wants to meet you so bad. People love Simon Chan. Why don't you introduce this baseball-loving, God-fearing, unbelievable father, coach, mentor to you about baseball? Because I'm telling you, all you do ever is tell me how much you love him. And I got to do one of his really, really, really important shows in the number category. And I still get comments and calls all the time about that show I did with him about five years ago. This guy is the real deal at a level you won't believe, especially integrity wise. I love him. So take it away. I do too. Simon is the founder of MLM Nation, the host of the MLM Nation podcast, which he can tell us in a minute what episode number he is on now. But he is the, if you look up consistency in the dictionary, yeah. you will find a huge picture of Simon as evidenced by his podcast and so much so that he has now become the recognized expert in the world of consistency for network marketers. He wrote a book called The Consistency Pill, which is fantastic. It's a must read yeah. for network marketers. And not many people would sign up to what Simon just launched because very few people have the guts to step up to committing to do what he just committed to doing, which is that Simon literally just launched a daily newsletter. He's putting out a newsletter every single day for network marketers, and it's short, sweet, funny, and awesome. And so you want to do that too on MLMNation.com. But Simon Chan- I told somebody that you graduated from UCLA or Stanford. Was either of those right? Um. They, they are kind of right in terms of one of them has similar colors, but other than that, really, really wrong. <laughs> well, so I just need everybody to know I lied. Where'd you go to school? I went to Columbia. That was it. Same uh, country. <laughs> Same country. What are we out in um, Medellin? That's where I went to school. Say what? that one more time, Simon. I went to, I think there's a little lag here, but uh, no, that was a joke. I went to... Uh, college in Medellin in Colombia. No, but I went to Columbia University. So, hey, I have something funny to share with you, Tom, because I love your personalities. You know, when you talk about being the naked truth, uh, I was watching one of my mentors posted something so funny, like talk about Zoom webinars, and some guy was on a webinar while he was showering and did not turn off the webcam. 
Oh my so maybe God. that's your next step, Tom. That's what, that's the naked truth there. Well, this guy was on a webinar and the screen captured. The guy actually was showering and was on a webinar. And that was unbelievable. Webinar. At age 72, there's literally nothing to see. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'll do it. So but, but number two is, I know we did a, a Tom was featured on a show, episode 200. And I know you want to feel young, but it wasn't five years ago. It was almost eight years ago. Wow. So, uh, you're a little bit more experienced and wiser than you actually give yourself credit to. I really am. And I'm just telling you, I love me. So take her away. <laughs> I am having a technical issue here. And so I'm going to deal with that for a second. So you take it away for one second while I sort this out. All right, Simon, we want to talk to you about what you're up to these days. You're doing this daily newsletter, which is absolutely a commitment and a half. And on top of that, I believe you to be one of the highest level generic trainers in the profession, people are out of their minds watching you create unbelievable breakthroughs for people. How long you've been doing it? What is it you do? And why are you different? I'm trying to be as old as you. So you say you're 72. So I, uh, you know, everything, every time I'm on the show, we, talk, we make fun of your age, Tom, because you get older and older. So okay. I remember the last time we're talking about that, but I've been in network marketing for 20 years. Okay, 10 years of building, uh, built a seven-figure business, and 10 years as a generic trainer. And I think what makes me different is, uh, I think number one is I, tr I do my best to be different. One of the best books I read early on was The Purple Cow by Seth Godin, yeah. which was, uh, you know, talked told me about marketing, right? Like, I think as it, most people, when we grew up, we want to fit in. Right? We want to fit in with our friends. We want to be stand out and get criticism or get you know, people make fun of us. But talk about if you want to be successful in business and marketing, you got to stand out. You got to be different. You got to be the purple cow. Black and you know, the black and white cow. What's happened to them? They get slaughtered. Right? A purple cow. You'll be in a museum. You may even be on the legacy leadership show. I don't know, but you'll be definitely honored. And so, I think I've always did things a little bit differently. Whether it was. Um, my no BS style, I mean, that just comes from my personality, the way I was raised, very straight and direct. I don't fluff. I think in network marketing, there's a lot of fluff already, already like motivational, rah-rah. Um, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I guess people who are from the Northeast are more skeptical. And I just want the real truth, you know. And I knew in, in the network marketing, the beginning was like, hey, a lot of people fail. It doesn't matter a lot of people fail. I don't care if like 95% don't make it or 98% with the average income disclosure. I'm not average. Right now, I may not be good, but I'm, I'm going to go out there and make a commitment. And uh, I made a five-year commitment back in 2003 that doesn't matter what happens, I'm not going to quit for five years. I'm going to make six figures in five years. And I think that's one of the things that also helped me out with thinking long-term. Long-term is not five days, five weeks. It's like more, even more than five years. So I can go on and on talk about myself, but it's uh, just being different and being unique. And not being afraid to go after your calling, right? If you're trying to fit in, you're never going to make it. Uh, and that may mean that your audience may, whatever you talk about, may turn off people, right? So I started out doing online marketing back in 2004. It started out as like an email. Uh, that time, it's funny. I'm going back to email newsletter. I started out easy, was way before blogs. And I, I emailed and I talked about motivation, talk about starting a business, being an entrepreneur. And a lot of my friends are like, come on, you're what happened to you? And they stopped reading it. They you know, blocked me. And I think one of the first lessons was like, doesn't matter. I gotta, I'm not there to please them. You know, one of my mentors told me, like, they're not paying your bills, right? 
if you're buying their opinions, you're buying their life, you're buying their lifestyle, and they definitely didn't have the lifestyle I wanted. So I just be different and speak your voice and be, um, go after what you want to say in your car. We all have a unique voice, something special. I think a lot of people, what why they are stuck is they're afraid to go really share what they wanted to share because they're afraid of the feedback. No doubt about it. So you're going to be happy. I'm going to actually warm your cockles here. (laughs) There's a guy watching the show called Bob Bodine. And he is the guy that placed Bud Selig in the commissioner's job for major league baseball. And he also wrote a book called the power of who and a crazy spiritual book called two chairs. And he's on here right now. And he's a guy you need to know. So I just thought that would be a nice little gift for you to get to see Bob Bodine and Bob Bodine to get to see you because you are a rock star spiritually, baseballally, role modelly, and everythingly. <laughs> and I love you, Troy Dooley, Armand. We got him, Harris Williams. It's just yes. unbelievable who we got watching today. This is a lineup right here. Courtney Looper. I know it. It's a day. It is a day. It's, hey, don't make me nervous, Tom. You're getting me you nervous. You don't have any idea who's watching this show. You we're, are going to throw up in your mouth. It's unbelievable. So start performing, will you? Yeah, don't. don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so let's talk about baseball for a second, Simon, because, you know, I, one of the things we were talking about this before the show, I'm coaching my little boy, Hugo, in baseball. Simon has three kids who are all playing super high level baseball. Like we might be watching them in the big leagues and Bob Bodine might be, uh, they, he, they might have Bob Bodine as a, uh, as, as somebody helping them out one of these days, these kids are playing at that kind of level, but you have devoted a huge amount of time to helping your boys to play the game at a really high level, to make sure that they do it in a way that they still enjoy. And, I can imagine that's not an easy balancing act. How do you, what, what have you learned as you have found a way to continue building MLM nation while also showing up for your kids in such a big, important way? Well, I think first I have to be really grateful for the network marketing profession before, because before this, before I knew about network marketing profession, uh, I was at a job from 7:30 AM to five, 6 30 PM. Uh, five days a week, and sometimes they're going for the weekends. And I would never knew about time freedom or the concept of getting paid even if you don't work until I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which led me into this profession and allowed me to create, you know, even before I launched ML Nation, uh, getting a passive income stream that allowed me to do that. So super grateful. So my daily routine is normally I work in the morning, uh, I get up early, and then I you know, take a nap, uh, uh, more about the nap in a second. And I pick up my son at two o'clock and from school and we work out of a batting cage in my house and I work with my boys seven days a week. And now a few things about that is the one part of baseball is not just to, uh, teach about pursuing dreams, but it's about teaching the habits, you know, values such as I love baseball because the values of consistency, right? Teaching my boys that like, if you want to be good, it's, you don't need to practice two hours a day. But you do need to practice 10 to 15 minutes a day on your swing, seven days a week. And I'm probably crazy. I am crazy. Um, that even on vacations, we bring a swinging bat and we'll practice in the parking lot. Okay. And when we were in Vancouver and it was freezing, we took that practice bat and hit snowballs. Something to <laughs> always get that swing. 
going, right? Uh, because it's just like prospecting. I remember when I was building network marketing or do any type of sales, you know, if I took a day off, I would go out there and uh, I'll be rusty on Monday, right? And like, you know, I'm Natasha, my friends, I saw that comment, I'm crazy. And it is, successful people are crazy, right? I, I remember I interviewed Tom Chanel on episode 200. He talked about his routine, walking and making, while he's walking every single day, no exceptions, he would follow up with his leaders, right? Successful people are crazy. They have crazy routines, and that's what makes them successful. So one of the ways we're balancing, and this is exactly what I did in network marketing. Yeah, hey, uh, we hey, got to take gonna... a quick break. This is a radio show. We've got a hard break in about 14 seconds. Genesis Communication Network is a blowtorch, 500 stations. They let us on for the last 10 years. Thank you, Ted Anderson, for that. We've got Simon Chan on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. He's a rock star. We'll be right back. All right, Simon, our main monitor is having a hard time. So I'm going to refresh this window, which is going to take us in and out for two seconds. I'll be right back. Okay. What is happening to me? We're going to reload. So hang tight one second. We're coming right back. Keep talking for 10 seconds. <clears throat> what's up? What's up, everyone? So, hey, um, yeah, I'm excited. Hey, Tom has been amazing. And by the way, someone that took me many, many uh, follow-ups to get him on ML Nation. And uh, he was on the second, uh, actually the end of the first, at the beginning of the second season of the show. And uh, part of his successful people, right? They're busy. And they also know that everyone wants, gets excited for things, but no one can stay focused and do it. So I remember I first met Tom at uh, ANMP, a great event. And it took me about like a year before I could get him on ML Nation. It requires follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. So that's a tip. You want to get successful people. They're just testing you to see whether you're for real. And I remember I approached Tom. I actually sat with him, got his number, sent him text messages afterwards. We sat in the back of the room. I met, I just approached him. Hey, you're Tom Chanel. I've been reaching out to you. I would love to have you on the podcast. And they're like, okay. He was really cool, very friendly, gave me his number. And, uh, but he never, sometimes I send him messages. He never replied back to me, right? But that doesn't mean he's not reading my messages, but requires follow-up. Because a guy like Tom, he's like, who's this guy, Simon? He's like, uh, whatever. Who is this guy? So, but just retweeted follow-up and showing up every day. And finally, I showed up enough. One day, he said, Simon, let's do the show. And he was episode 200. How cool is that? Simon, thank you for getting us squared away for a second here. I think we are back and we are clear on our audio. And so we are going to roll with this. I don't know why StreamYard is giving us a hard time, but we're going to come back right now. So hold on. <clears throat> And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. It is the Legacy Leadership Show with the one and only Simon Chan. This guy is a movie star. You want to get involved with him. You want to go to his website and just watch some of his trainings. Listen to some of his shows. Look at how deeply he immerses people in the network marketing training because he immerses them as deeply as he immerses those poor little kids out there swinging baseball bats all day long, which is really, really exciting. I know that's what Luis Ariaza does with his son. And I'm telling you, it is the magic thing is repetition, consistency, dedication, and hard work. And you are doing it, Simon, on all fronts. And we love you. So over to you, buddy. Yeah. So, all right. We, we were talking before the break, Simon, about how high performers have crazy schedules. And you and Tom 
have something in common that is part of your high performance, crazy schedule every day, which is that both of you take naps literally every single day, which not a lot of adults that I know do. And so Simon, talk about your crazy schedule and how naps fit into it and why you have found that to be such an effective part of what you do. Yeah. Um, so going back to, you know, we're talking about uh, how to get all the stuff done is planning, right? Planning your day. <clears throat> so I get up at 4.50 a.m. and I do a, a consistency pep talk five days a week. I've been doing it for the last three, four years, every day at 8.25 a.m. Eastern, which is 5 a.m. my time. And by the way, the reason I do that, so a lot of times people ask, what's the best time to go live? What's the best time to go post on social media? The best time is the time you can go consistently. Right. And sometimes people think it's oh, in the morning or what. Well, you know what? Think global. Right. Like, you know, um, in the morning, like 525 a.m. is not good for Pacific time. It's probably pretty good for Eastern time, but bad for Central. What? Go global. And this is something I will learn once from my mentor. He says, and I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but it says poor people think local. Middle class think national. Successful people are wealthy. They think international. So when I'm going at 525, I'm not thinking about the people in LA. I'm thinking, well, it's a great time for my followers in the Philippines. It's a great time for people in Australia. It's a pretty good time for almost lunchtime in the UK. Think global. Think global. Uh, but just planning things out. And then, like, you know, I, I work for two hours. I work out. I take my son to school. And then I get tired. You know, maybe I'm getting older. I get tired. And I take a 20 to 40-minute power nap. And, like, nine, it's funny. And around, like, 9 a.m., when most people are going to work, I'm taking a nap because you know what? I've got more done in the two hours than most people have done in a day. And being an entrepreneur is changing the thinking. It's like, it's not about how much time you work. You can work eight hours in your business and do nothing. Screw on social media. Screw. You can work 10 minutes and get more done than one hour, right? You can get 10 minutes and follow up with the right people, reaching out to the right people, creating content. That'll be more than like an hour. Just, Oh, I'll just, you know, watching videos and doing this and wasting time. So, you know, getting, taking that nap is, you know, there's a point of diminishing return where you're working and you're not mentally clear, right? But after that nap, I feel like I get more done in one hour than most people can get in three hours. So that's why a nap, it's, you know, it's proven and I work out a routine. And you, I think everyone has their energy cycles. Some people are evening people. Some people are morning people. Uh, and I operate well in the morning. And this is something I want to share with everyone, something I learned because I'm always studying productivity even more. Um, like, I, like caffeine. Most people drink caffeine, whether it's tea or coffee. <clears throat> and I learned um, from I learned that you should not take any caffeine in the first 90 minutes after you wake up. So if you're taking caffeine, when you wake up in the morning, it actually decreases the effect of the caffeine. Because when you wake up from sleep, you actually have some natural energy. And you're basically ruling, losing that natural energy by taking caffeine. So that's something I've done. I drink a lot of water. My goal was to drink, I uh, was at 96, 100, basically 100 ounces of water within the first 10 hours. So by 2 p.m., I pick up my son. Uh, I actually have measured. I have this bottle. This is a 32-ounce bottle. Uh, water flask and i do i might go to drink three of them before ideally before 12 or one o'clock and normally i get this done within seven i drink a lot of water so it gives me energy i do go to the bathroom a lot but hey makes me productive it's worth it that is so awesome and uh do you know who dan go is have you ever heard that name simon 
Yeah, sounds very, very familiar. Yeah, he's a big, like, high-performance fitness coach that focuses on working with entrepreneurs. And I hate him because he's the first person who told me that thing about you're not supposed to drink coffee for 90 minutes, which was just totally jacked up what I love doing first thing in the morning. However, I've been doing it for a while, and he is right on. And it's these little things, right? You have your nap routine. You have your 17 baths a day routine. You have these things of a super high-performance business machine that just work for you and you make them work because you do what you love. I just absolutely love my life. I made it work for me. Some people might not, you know, I look like a prune, but I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I'm the happiest prune on the planet and nobody gets more follow-up done. Nobody gets more rotations of remember done. It works for me. And that's all I'm really interested in is that I can make a difference for other people showing them that consistency, taking the consistency pill works. We're coming back right after this with the great Simon Chan. It has been fun so far and it's only going to get better. So stick around. Courtney Looper, I gave away at the ANMP for her marriage to Bill. And she's on here right now. She is a monster network marketer. I love this kid with all of my heart. And she's still married to the guy and very proud of her because she's She's just extraordinary. She is. Hey, what's, what's up, Courtney? Courtney's definitely extraordinary. I still remember having her on ML Nation. Uh, how it just blew up and uh, her followers and her stories she shared and uh, meeting her. Uh, Courtney, we all love you. All right, coming back. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault, Adrian Chenault. It is the Legacy Leadership Show. Long segment here. We're going to drill into what my dear friend Simon Chan thinks about the state of network marketing versus all these bells, whistles, tricks, funnels, all this jazz, and just let you understand the fundamentals are the key to the deal. And all that other stuff is just great, but you got to have the fundamentals. He is a genius at that. He is the coach of the coaches. Take it away, Adrian. So, you know, Simon, you grew up in a, a very traditional, traditional background in terms of your parents' vocations. And, you know, clearly they, you know, whether you had this innately or whether they drilled it into you or some combination of the two, you had to have been an extremely high performing student to get into Columbia and do all these things that you did. And then you found your way into the network marketing profession. And so I, I want to just hear a little bit about how those, how that world, you know, you were exposed to a lot of things besides network marketing and yet chose network marketing. And so I want to, before we go into kind of what do you see as the future, I want to go into what is the timeless, you know, what were the timeless things that you saw that attracted you to network marketing when clearly you went to a university and did things where you could have chosen to go down any path? Yeah. You know, my, uh, my, <clears throat> I thought I was going to be a doctor like my dad, right? Um, and even though I'm a shy, quiet Asian kid from Brooklyn, New York, like my parents told me like, oh, you know, because English is my third language and I wasn't good at um, English classes. And my parents said, you know, don't worry about the, don't worry about English, you know, just study science and math and do well in that. The problem was like, I was Asian and I sucked in science and math. Right. So that totally messed me. I'm like, well, I'm not like the typical uh, Asian out there. But I think one of the things going back to uh, my um, getting to Columbia, I definitely wasn't smart. Definitely not smart. But 
I learned early on that you can make up for like you test me for IQ and I said I'm definitely not smart. I'm definitely not wise, I would say, but you can make up a lot through pure work ethic. And I think for me, I got into the Ivy League college, not because I was smarter than kids, is because my parents basically forced me to study my butt off. Right. And if I wanted money, if I wanted toys, hey, I'll buy you all the G.I. Joe's and Transformers videos. You get A pluses, you get it. And for me, like I didn't want to get in trouble. If you do bad, you're gonna get punished. And I just like, all right, I'll study my butt off. I'll just study, study. If someone studied for 30 minutes uh, to get an A, I'll study two hours to get an A plus so I can get more toys. I can get more G.I. Joe's. I can get more baseball cards. I'll get a bigger allowance. You know, I'll get a nicer bike. Someone can get a $200 bike. If I study for A pluses, I'll get a $500 bike. So that, so I learned early on, like there were people who were smarter than me, but I did better because I worked harder every day. Right? I'll consistently just work, 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 work. So that got me to school. And I think the thing I, I didn't learn, any, I don't remember anything I learned. The, the two things I got out of Columbia was, first of all, I didn't learn, I don't remember anything I learned from, from Columbia. The two benefits was, number one, was the network, right? So I was, I never, I didn't do that well, but my, I had friends that were making a million dollars at 25 years old. And I felt I was like, I was like the dumbest kid. Right. I have another friend making two hundred thousand dollars after three years out of college. Right. So, you know, we talked about it. You're the you want to be successful. You hang out with successful people. So I felt like a dumbass. I'm like, I'm dumb. So that motivated me like, wait, but I don't want to see they're working like hundred hour weeks. I don't want their life. I need some. I want to make their money, but I don't want to live their life. So that's why I attracted to be network marketing where you can make that money, but don't have to work. And be a slave. I'd be a slave to corporate America. I mean, to slave to finance. Okay, could do work in a law firm in M and A, and work a hundred hours, hundred twenty hours a week. I didn't want that, right? Because I wanted to still have a life. Because I kind of grew up with my parents were upper middle class, where my dad was a doctor. But my favorite moments was to play baseball, with my dad. And then by the time I was nine and ten, that stopped because he was always busy at his practice at the hospital and all that. You know, I grew up with three Mercedes. Right. And I, I didn't I didn't as a kid, I didn't care about the Mercedes. I just want to go to Yankee Stadium. I want to go to MSG to watch the Knicks. And I couldn't do that because my dad was always working. So for me, it's not about money. It's more about the time flexibility, the time freedom. And that's what attracted me to network marketing. The second thing about um, what I learned in school was and the thing I, I probably learned the most from Columbia was that no matter how miserable it was and I wasn't a good student, I would find myself often cramming five chapters in of like engineering mechanics, like the worst subject in like five days. And I hated it. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I hate it. I, you know what? But I sucked it up. My life was tremendous misery. I didn't sleep much, didn't do anything else, but I passed. And I did. And the, the key was I did not drop the class and then I quit. I passed. And I think that taught me a lot at early ages, no matter how tough things are, you just stop being a wuss and just go out and sit there and study. Now, you can you can make it easy and study a little bit due to chapters and uh, do get an A plus. But unfortunately, I wasn't that student. I didn't have the discipline. I would save again sometimes ten chapters in ten days to do it, and I I passed. And I think that was helped me a lot in network marketing later on. Where no matter how tough it was, and how brutal it was, I never quit. Right. And I, I going back to the hard work. If I just stay with this consistently enough, I'll get it. If I those ten chapters. I don't remember a thing. I remember I did not quit. I was very miserable. I didn't have fun. It was definitely not enjoyable, but I passed. And having that tenacity 
help me in network marketing. I see a lot of in, giving the no BS truth here. Like I see a lot of network marketers, they want it, but the small little sign of like adversity or rejection, they're like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, no, it's too hard. Oh, hey, suck it up and do it, right? Listen to your uplines. You're, they're, they're always thinking of another uh, easier way. Hey, Network marketing has been around for 70 years. The, the principles are the same. It's about relationship building. It's about following up. It's like, like what Tom does really well, checking in. I always get a text from Tom. Tom, like, Simon, you're the man. I love your pictures of your boys. You're the best. We love you. Every month I'll get a message. Just doing those basic fundamentals all the time. That's what success is. Even when times are tough, you do it. But I think, so going back to that, it's the lack of consistency, you know, just, and I think right now in terms of how network marketing has changed, it's like today is the easiest time to sign up someone, but the hardest time to keep someone, right? Yeah. Like when I got started, all I knew was my company was awesome. I attended. I didn't know there was no YouTube, no Facebook, nothing. I just got my company little CD every month on ownership. I'll listen to it. I'll go to 10 trainings. I'll be fired up. I'll be focused. Nowadays, you know, you, have, you can find out this other company or that company. That company is so much easier or this is either one. And then you all of a sudden get this. Instead of using that 10 minutes and people say, well, that video is only two minutes. But that two minutes, you can go out there and re- follow up someone. Two minutes, you can check in with your high school friend, right? But instead, you're going out there looking for the shiny object syndrome, which is a curse. It's a disaster. So, yeah, well, you have a team. And that's what the leaders really have to work on the culture. Because if you don't, there's always a better opportunity. You know, my first newsletter i did like come out like two weeks ago was out of you know i try to make it funny it was like all these cars in the stuck and all of them turn this way that's just like oh my company's not working oh that company's better let's jump ship and all go and then like a couple months later no that one's better let's go there you know no it's you the problem is you look yourself in the mirror that's what's wrong that that's so true and you know i think we should pull on that thread that simon said you know it's not like it has never been easier to get somebody to sign up in your deal and it's never been harder to keep them. No question about it. There's just every opportunity. They join with a click and they leave with a click. And if you don't create that love, the BLTSs, if they don't feel like they belong, if they don't feel like you love them, if they don't feel like they can trust you, if they don't feel like they're safe with you, BLTS, like a BLT sandwich, they are gone. But if you get those four things in place, like Amway did for so many years, I'll tell you one thing right now, you can't wedge them out with a crowbar. And that's what you want to build is that kind of that kind of glue, right? Absolutely. You know, um, give a big shout out to my friend Jordan Aller on here, right? He's watching here. Yeah. He did a great podcast recently with Randy Gage that talked about it, right? Talk about how the network, how the profession has changed. But at the end of the day, it's still the same fundamentals, right? We are in a relationship building business. Whereas the relationship is built online and online is about the profile, right? You gotta be sharing who you are. Um, that's a mistake that people make. Like go to the start of social media and they don't really share who they are. I click on I, some of my followers, I click on them. I, okay, the one picture, the blurry picture. Oh, I don't know if they have kids. I don't know if they're married. I don't know anything about them, right? This is like 2023 now. You want to build your network marketer, you got to let, when I click on your profile in 10 seconds or less, I got to feel that I know who you are. I got to feel I know how old you are, if you have family, what you like to do. Because if I don't, then I'm out. I'm out. There's no trust. Adrian's new partner from uh, this now site is a guy named Justin Bellaboba, and he went to Harvard. And you guys just remind me, you three guys with your kids, 
with your absolute fervent desire to change the world, yet keep it the same through relationships, but using the power of the whole world, what you said about local, what you said about national, and what you said about international, and just being able to corral the world into your complete control with relationships and the stickiness is the key to this deal. And I think Adrian and Justin are cracking that code and having a guy like you reinforce that is worth its weight in gold. And I'm telling you, it's just so refreshing to me to see really smart people embracing doing network marketing the right way. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, one more thing to add is like, you know, about, um, you know, and the my friend Natasha Leitner is on here. It's like, if people don't like you, the more people who don't like you, the more people will like you. Right. If you want to try to please everyone, then you're going to please no one. The more you don't, you have, you have, the more haters. Actually, my mentor told me is the more haters you have, the more successful you are. Because for everyone you turn off, there's a group of someone exactly like you that will love what you do. Right. Just like a lot of people are like, oh, Simon Shares need the network marketing. That's scam. That's pyramid. Great. That's not my audience, but a lot of you are watching right now. You connect with Tom and Adrian. A lot of people that are Tom and Adrian, they're doing this thing for pyramid schemes. Oh, man. So what? But the whole billion-dollar industry that loves Tom and Adrian because of what the two they are providing. Last thing I, I want to share was you talked about funnels before. You have to understand, like, you know, some people may not like me for saying this. There's a lot of companies out there. They're entrepreneurs, and they're looking to market, right? They prey on uh, prey on struggling that were marketers. Like, so this person's struggling and stuff. So they say, oh, you can have a funnel that does everything for you, and then you don't need to recruit and just automatically sign up. Well, I'll tell you what. That's totally nonsense and BS because 99% of the people I've interviewed, and I'm on episode 761, okay, 761 leaders of MLM Nation podcast, probably I think only less than 10 people have a funnel. And the only reason they have a funnel is because they're making multiple six figures, maybe even seven figures. They have five VAs that are building that funnel for them, right? And, and, and at the end of the day, you have that funnel, you still got to talk to those people. Right, you still gotta communicate with that people. So you think, oh, I'm gonna sign up for this funnel because I've done it. And actually, the reason I'm so passionate and angry about this is I see a lot of people get hurt by that because yeah. people are preying on network marketers. Oh, this is tool. You don't need to do any more work. Get this funnel. Sign up for this. Sign up for that's all BS. And those people who do that, they have never built network marketing. Okay, they're not in the you know yeah. uh, AMP you know Hall of Fame. They're not AMP speakers. They're not people who ever built. Maybe they built, okay, for six months and recruited some people, and then the whole business collapsed. That's not building. I'm talking about building with something, building something that lasts. Something like Tom Chanel's done for over 20 something years and still mm. get paid. Mm. Someone like Jordan Adler, someone like hold Troy Dooley. Right? Right. All right, I gotta Relax, take a quick break. We're, we're, yeah, we're <laughs> firing right. around third base and heading to home. Take it away. All right, we're taking a quick break. We'll be back right after this. In our Mensa man, Troy Dooley on here, firing up comments. Really, really cute. This is good. Eric Warry said hi. He's out there in uh, Pennsylvania with his grandkids right now. It is Look, so who else cool. is in the house? Who? Justin. 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 Oh, my goodness gracious. That's the kid from Harvard. All right. And the this only is... reason he popped up was to rub it in your face. <laughs> Here we go. I'm kidding. Here Coming we go. Back. All right. We're back. And it is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. And I'm telling you. It is so amazing to have our buddy, Simon Chan, Dan McCormick on a golf course out at Bel Air right this second, walking down the fairway, trying to watch the show to say hi to Simon Chan, because everybody loves Simon. You are 
a model of integrity, Simon, and you should be very proud of that because no one has any doubt about your integrity, your honesty, and that they can trust you. And you are who I want to be when I grow up, even though you're 40 years younger. So thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So the, this is a huge deal. And, and I think I, I think there's a lot of confusion out there in the world or maybe, you know, people, people get mixed up. And there's and some of this, to your point, Simon, is there's marketers that are, are taking advantage of people that are not they're not having success. They're looking for an answer. They hear this shiny marketing message that sounds so good and they get pulled down a rabbit hole that's not going to really work for them. What works is having a place that you can drop people off for them to get more information about what you do. It's a tool. That tool might even be a funnel. But at the end of the day, the funnel is not going to close the business for a network marketer. And even if it does, you probably still lost because they have to join you, not just it, because it's not a transaction. It is a customer for life and hopefully a partnership. And none of those things happen if they don't get invested in you, not just the product. Is that right, Simon? Yeah, because ultimately, what are we selling, right? We're selling, selling you know, I, I always ask this question. A lot of people get it wrong. Like, what are you selling? Or people, I'm selling makeup. Or I'm selling health. I'm selling, no, you're not selling all, any of that. You're selling dreams. We're in the business to sell dreams, all right? And the second thing is, the dreams is, like you're selling a dream and you're selling the fact that you can help someone achieve that dream right now. Your, if your company's about well, my company's the vehicle. Yes, that's true. If they really love your company, but don't believe in you, then they'll, they'll sign up for your company, but they'll sign up for someone else. Right. So they got to believe in you. And that's why showing up uh, all the time is so important. The consistency, letting people know who you are, consistent, providing value. Like, what Tom and Adrian doing, creating value, having me on here, creating value, right? That's what builds trust. That's what builds consistency. You know, I talk about people buy your change, your commitment, and your consistency. How have you changed? How committed are you? And how consistently do you show up? You know, Tom was talking about I'm all my integrity and stuff. I don't even see myself as person integrity. It's like that's created by showing up every day, whether you like it or not. You know, I got, <clears throat> example, I got COVID on the Sunday. On Monday morning, I wasn't feeling that great. I still got up at 5 a.m. and did my pet talk. Not because, and, you know, I think another part of it is, you know, who's our biggest enemy? Our biggest enemy is ourselves, right? When we, and when we do things that we don't want to do, we make that makes us feel good. That increases our self-esteem. That increases our confidence. That allows us to show up. That, like, three weeks ago when I had COVID, and I showed up for that pep talk, it's because I felt like, hey, if I didn't do it, my self-esteem would decrease, right? And I'm not living up to my name of consistency. When I do show up, it's like setting the example. Hey, I know I conquered myself. I'm not letting things stop me. Yeah, I'm sick, but I'm not letting that stop me. I'm going to still show up. And having that, that's, you know, before the show, we talk about tenacity where you have some adversity and most people quit. No, that's, these are small little things. When you do the things you don't want to do, it builds your self-confidence and be able to do things the next time you encounter something that's difficult. That, that's huge. So repeat that one more time. People, they buy your consistency and what else? Say that one more time. Briefly, I wrote about, about this in my book. Um, people buy your change, your commitment, and your consistency. So even if you've never had success before, right? How can I convince people to join? How have you changed? Let people know how you've changed. Maybe, no, obviously you have a product transformation, yes. But the easiest way is your change is your change in attitude, your change in habits, 
you're changing routines. Maybe you used to never read and now you read. Maybe you used to watch TV, but now you're watching trainings and the legacy leadership. How have you changed? Your commitment. How committed are you? Do you go to events? Do you show up even when you don't want to? And then your consistency, just showing up all the time, showing all the time. And then people are like, wow, well, you must have something to do. You know, so, someone I did one-on-one coaching with, I think they're wa- probably watching now on, on Christina Andalo. They just show up every single day. And they never, they used to never be able to recruit Walmart uh, co-market, but it's just showing every day. They meet someone today. They, they normally don't, they aren't able to recruit the co-market right away because they're strangers. There's no trust in relationship. But after six months, seeing that person show up all the time, all of a sudden, that trust is built. And that's how they'll be able to consistently get co-markets now, co-market recruits. That, that's so huge. And, and you know, think back, those of you who've been here with us the whole time, think back to, to Simon's story that he's he's having his, his kids practice their baseball swing every single day, even if it's only 15 minutes, right? It's not about hours and hours and hours of time. It's not about that you need to go become a full-time network marketer or quit your job or do anything. Create the space to do a couple of things really well with velocity, with consistency every single day, and people are going to notice. That's the whole name of the game. And it's this is what Simon talks about in his book, The Consistency Pill. So this is what you need to do right now. Go to MLMNation.com right now. Get on Simon's daily newsletter. You're going to see his consistency. Go and pick up your copy of his book, The Consistency Pill. You're going to see where you can do that on MLMNation.com. And just go follow this guy on Facebook because you're, again, going to see his consistency. You're going to see it everywhere he goes. Simon, this has been such an awesome show. Next week, we've got Doug Gordon. You we have no idea who he him. is. I booked him. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And you've <clears> been <throat> listening to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and Simon Chan from MLM Nation. Facebookers, stick around after the show. We'll see you all next week. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No, don't go away. All We're right. still here. We got the party <clears throat> after the party. Here. Oh, party after the party. I like that. How about Jeff, man? He's th- throwing some comments in. Did he's you see the, that? He's amazing. There's Legend. guy just solid as a rock. And you guys, if you look at the footsteps of these big leaders, they're all the same way. They walk their talk. You can watch their feet, not their mouths, not their perks, not their likes, not their bullshit. It is the fact of the matter, they are remembering their people on a rotational basis and letting those people know they're seen, that they matter, that they count. And it's just a beautiful thing to have you on here, Simon. I so love you and thank you. I appreciate you too, Tom. You always make me feel so special. You are an incredible human being and Adrian, you as well. And I'm so excited for you're, you know, what's happened the last week when now side is really, really oh, exciting. I couldn't be happier for you all. Thanks so much. All right. Oh, you know what I think? No, this is like, I just had the most sickening feel. I'm looking at you from Columbia University. I'm looking at Adrian from Trinity University. I'm looking at Justin Bellaboba from Harvard. And I'm looking at Tom Chenault from Buena Vista school for troubled kids and i'm going i am going to be off the stage it's going to be justin it's going to be adrian and it's going to be simon and they're just going to take the old guy and heave him over the bridge i think what you lack in education you make up for in entertainment value tom i hope so (laughs) you guys see my my reel this day i started a new reel today and i think i'm going to stay with it it's called the naked truth with tom 
and I'm doing it from the bathtub. The first one was today. It's on my Facebook wall. It's terrible, but I tried to cover up all the H spots on my chest with text, and that didn't go so well either. So I'll figure it out for those of you that just about threw up. But I'm telling you one thing right now. I love attention, and this got me some. I love all of you. <laughs> there will be no co-host for that show. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Okay.